Good morning and welcome to this week's Tech Takeaway with myself, Wayne Miller of Gardner Systems, Paul Stringfellow and Jason Fitzgerald. Hello. Um, what's hot in the news this week, Paul? One of the things that's um, really caught our attention recently has been the kind of the Move It file transfer breach. Um, you know, to, to give a very quick brief on that, you know, m- m- probably most viewers have seen something about that in the news. Um, you know, in the UK, we've had very well-known names hit by this, British Airways, the BBC, yeah. uh, you know, they, they, they've been hit boots. Um, and and the, the reason it caught my attention particularly, um, and, and I, I wrote a blog post um, for, for this for, a, for an organisation uh, we do some work with, and I, I can drop the, the link in the show notes, was that this attack was kind of an example of a bunch of cybersecurity trends coming together to, to form a real effective attack. So how the attack worked was uh, those, those organizations I mentioned use a payroll system service that they get from somebody. Part of that, safe, uh, part of that service uses uh, the MoveIt file transfer application. There was a vulnerability in that. Um, we, won't go, we haven't got time to go into all the technical details here, and there's way smarter people than me can to talk you through that. Um, but basically, there was, a, there was a vulnerability within that. That vulnerability was utilized to steal data from those organizations. I mean, at the time we're recording this, um, those organizations um, had been contacted. Actually, the organization behind it is a, a Russian uh, cyber attack yeah. group known as uh, known as CLOP, nothing to do with Jürgen. Um, and that organization had actually, because it was too much work for them, a bit like our introduction today, because it was too <laughs> much work for them um, to go and contact all of the companies that had been breached, Basically, they posted a message that says, "If you've been breached, get in contact, and we'll tell you what we're going to do next." You know, which is, um, you know, which is actually probably start of a new trend um, where cybersecurity attackers now just too lazy to contact people and just say, "You let us know, and we'll tell you what's happening next." But so it's it's been a really interesting attack. Um, you know, I, I mean, Jace, you got any kind of thoughts as well? I, I know you've done a, a bit of discovery work on this as well. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been following it closely because it's. Uh, I mean, the, the exploit itself was a zero day exploit, so never seen before, um, and it's actively being uh, targeted. You know, you mentioned some of the some of the big companies there, um, but what what I found quite interesting is kind of the the way that this has developed over time. Um, the, the there was relatively little known kind of day one um, because you know it's, it's a zero day attack. It's never been seen before, and so it takes a lot of time to build up an understanding as to what's actually happening with this. Um, and some of the some of the communications that have kind of been coming out has been quite interesting. So um, we've seen that um, Move It have um, released um, you know some 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 updates on this to say that. If you're using the application, you should disable HTTP traffic um, inbound into your servers. Um, but other protocols like SCP and FTP aren't affected by it, um, which kind of suggests an issue with the, the web server front end on it. Um, and, and what it looks like is that it's, um, it's, it's been uh, exploited in such a way that then data's been able to be exfiltrated from Azure Cloud, for example, um, but essentially from uh, supposedly kind of secure systems. Um, but it looks as though this zero day has kind of been probably developed as early as 2021 and has been kind of proved over the past two years. Um, and there's indicators of compromise which pe- people have found um, within their estate, you know, as I mean, I, s- I saw some dates uh, April 2020. So uh, obviously, there's been a, a, a bit of a validation. Does the zero day work? Can we use it? 
but the attackers have been quite smart with this. And we, we've spoken on a previous episode around how cyber criminals are professionals. They are really good at what they do. And where they've developed a zero day, because zero days are quite expensive to, de- to, to develop and improve, they want to get the maximum revenue from from doing that. Um, so actually what they've done is they've kind of prodded and proved, okay, at scale, using automation tools, can we go and exfiltrate data from these organizations? And they've proved it before they've done anything. And then they've timed it perfectly. Um, so the attack started, um, you know, we, we saw it over a US memorial um, holiday. So weekend, people are finishing early. It gives them the most amount of time in the system to be able to, you know, to do what they need to do. And and that's that's just a you know a, a, another example as to how structured this attack is. Um, so what we've seen is obviously exfiltration going on, um, and uh, the gang behind it, Clop, have been quite public in saying we've we're now going to start to ex, uh, extort the companies that you know they, they they're not doing it behind the scenes. They're saying we've got your data. And we're going to start extorting you unless you come to the table and start to negotiate with us. And they're quite public with it. Um, but one, one of the things that, uh, that myself and Paul were talking just, just prior to recording this was around um, security researchers. What we often see with zero days is that because they carry a value to them, uh, because they've been developed uh, by, by a gang, um, and they want to get the most revenue out of that zero day, security researchers will then work out afterwards, how has that been done? And then make that public. So we always see this kind of wave afterwards of... What so people can go and repeat? Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. And, and it's online. It's, it's a proof of concept, um, but it's documented. And anyone can go and look up that proof of concept. How might I go about doing that exploit? And the problem that we get with that is then where you've got the zero day and where it starts, it balloons massively because everyone can suddenly go after that. The floodgates are open to it. So what the threat looks like today will change tomorrow and it will be different next week and it will be different next month. I think what's scary for me, I mean, BBC, BA, they they will have had sophisticated cyber resilience in place and that's misty. Uh, so, for whatever reason, is would, would you know what can we learn from any indications that would have happened that would have indicated something's happened? Is that what a zero day is? Full stop. So, so I think so. There's a couple of things because for you, as you know, we talk about this on the show. You know, you as a business owner, there's probably a couple of areas that maybe you want to be asking. So that absolutely is one of them. Yeah, what 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 can we be doing that helps us to address this problem? Maybe the other thing is what are the things that we should be looking out for? So, we, so we, we said in the introduction about this that you know it, it used a number of trends, and, and Jason's kind of talked te- technically around what what some of those those trends are. But kind of the th- three key things that struck me: one was this idea of reconnaissance. So, as Jason said, you know, you, you've had the, the group behind this attack have been look at have had have had kind of things in place inside of some of the organizations they've targeted for months and months and months and months, just doing reconnaissance, looking at if we did, as Jason said, if we did this attack, would this attack pay off? So, you know, so that's, that's thing number one. So that's kind of trend number one, the idea of patience, playing the long game, you know, cyber criminals are not coming up with these things, 
you know, today and hitting them tomorrow. As Jason said, you know, lots and lots of preparation around this. This idea of actually indicators of compromise or indicators of attack. Yeah. That's what kind of threat intelligence services, that's what security vendors are doing all of the time because there's always signs of an attack like this happening. So you've kind of got that at one end. You've got an- another end that we talk a lot about ransomware and people's view of ransomware is they encrypt all of my data so they can't get it. In none of these cases as yet when we're recording this episode, have they gone out and encrypted the data? But what they have done is kind of, you, you, you may have heard this phrase of kind of double jeopardy or triple jeopardy attacks. So, so a double jeopardy ransomware attack is, has been, we encrypt all your data and we steal it. And so when we've done that, even when we decrypt it, we've still got it. Well, in yeah. this case, they haven't bothered. Again, a bit, bit like with the introduction, far too lazy to do our own. We've got you to do it. And what they've done is way too much like hard work to encrypt all that data. So we've just stolen it. And now we're, we're holding it ransom. We've taken your children and now we're holding them ransom. And if you want your children back, you're going to need to pay for it. So have, yeah. have, have they not got access to that data anymore? Is that what you're saying? No, no. Like so you? the companies have still got the data. Right, okay. But, yep. but the, 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 the guys who have taken it have also got it. Okay. And, and part of the negotiation will be, well, we'll just release all this data. Wow. Uh, but, but the third trend, sorry, James, but the, the third trend that I think is really important, something that's a, a huge concern for businesses going forward is that this was another example of a supply chain attack. None of the companies that we talked about right, there, okay. when we talked about BA, we talked about Boots, the folk in the US who've been targeted and globally, none of those companies were targeted specifically. The company who did in, in Boots and uh, BAs and the BBC's case in the UK offered a payroll service. Part of that payroll service used Move It File Transfer. It was that that was targeted. So within... In fact, it wasn't even the payroll company that was targeted. It was an application they used. So that supply chain attack is a huge... Uh, you know, security vendors are trying to do something about that by looking at who is it you deal with, what's their reputation. But, but actually, from a, a business owner's point of view, yeah, understanding control, who your yeah. partners are and what is it that they're doing to secure their infrastructure, particularly when they've got access to your data, mm. is, is, a, is a huge issue for organizations. And, a, you know, but, but a, you know, a, a, it's, it's core in a number of the big attacks we've seen over, over the last year. Yeah, I, I, I just wanted to, to just mention something on the extortion piece because we're seeing that become more of a, a trend now. You know, it, it, you know, if we looked like two years ago, it was ransomware. We're going to encrypt everything and we're going to cripple the business. Um, but since kind of GDPR came in, we're seeing more and more this extortion um, approach. So the extortion approach is we've got your data. Here's proof that we've got your data. Here's a screenshot of some of your files or here's some content from some of your files. We're sharing this with you so that you can negotiate a price with us to you know set, settle this kind of thing. And the gangs know, the threat actors know that this could be GDPR fines, you know. So the company says, no, we're not willing to engage. Okay, that's fine. We're going to leak your data online, knowing that under GDPR, the ICO will have something to say about that and it could be fines associated with it. And if the companies don't know what data has been exfiltrated, so if we, if we talk about like a business to consumer, so BA, for example, if that is names and addresses and credit card information, that is that falls square in line with GDPR. Mm. You know, that that is a data breach. It's a lot of work to contact customers. Um, and so that that's that's what, what these gangs play upon to say, it's cheaper for you to pay us than to pay the fine that might be associated with this to, to the ICO. 
um, kind of thing. Um, so you, you, you mentioned about the uh, kind of indicators of compromise, and, and this is always quite difficult with zero days because security vendors haven't seen any indicators or they can't recognize the indicator until something happens with it. Right, okay. So when, when we're talking about indicators of compromise, we're talking about files randomly appearing on your server. Um, your server's starting to do things slightly outside of the norm, um, maybe contacting IP addresses that they didn't contact before. Um, but if we don't know what those files are doing or what those IP addresses are, we can't align that to, oh, well, this is a threat actor and therefore that's an issue. And so, so it, 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 it's, it's quite important that the kind of time to react from the security vendor perspective. You know, if, if we look at um, kind of managed detection and response services, the reasons why they can react so quickly is because there's a whole host of telemetry data coming in from thousands and thousands of customers that can indicate what is normal and what's not normal. Um, and it's only after that kind of zero day happens that that information starts to flood in and the vendor can then start to say, this is an indicator and therefore, we can now rule out whether you're impacted or whether you're not impacted by this. And, and it's that time to react. I think a lot of times when, the, when, when attacks like this happen, the question is, am I affected? And that, the longer it takes to answer that question, the greater the risk to the business. Whereas if you know relatively quickly, I'm impacted, you can start to take steps to, to protect yourself and, and probably start to close down some of the doors with okay. allowing them in. It's interesting, isn't it? Because the question I was going to ask you, you just answered was, how quick would the vendors respond? Yeah. So if you had an XDR mm -hmm. product, you've got to respond because you're responsible for the um, indications that are coming through. Yeah. But if you're working with an MDR provider, I don't know, Sophos, yeah. uh, your partner to work currently working with, they would have resources of, I don't know how many MDR customers to go across the globe, yeah. but they would have indicators that would start to Absolutely, indicate yeah. that there's a new threat. And and with XDR platforms, and the MDR is, is typically based on an XDR platform, there's a whole data lake that goes behind it. So essentially, your systems are reporting into this data lake. So there's information captured about uh, systems, new files created on your servers, for example, um, what IPs they're communicating with. Um, and it's important that, that, that all of that information is captured. You know, if, if all that we're looking at is the endpoint, we might lose information about IP addresses that are coming through the firewall. So it's important, mm -hmm. we've, we've spoken about visibility in the network before and monitoring. The more visible, the more visible components are within your network, the better the picture of what's going on in your network. So that includes endpoints, what are they doing? What are your firewalls doing? What are your other network appliances doing in the network? What's happening in your cloud infrastructures? If all of that comes into the data lake, um, then you've got more of a chance of being able to rule yourself in or out of an attack like this. Because even retrospectively looking back, I mean, most attacks, there is an indicator of some sort before it happens, you know, 90% of attacks, there is some kind of indicator beforehand. It's just, we may not know that that's an indicator at the time that it's logged. But if that information is going into a data lake, you can retrospectively go back and say, when did that indicator appear? Oh, it was 30 days ago. Okay, well, we probably breached 30 days ago. Whereas if we're not reporting that in, we, we, 
we're only dealing with real-time information, so you can't go back and say, at what point were we breached? So, so maybe just, um, yeah, I'm aware we're running kind of a little long of our normal episodes yeah. here, but so, so maybe just to kind of wrap this up, you know, you, you asked before about, you know, again, as a business owner, what are the things that I, I could be doing to try and protect myself from, from this kind of thing? So I suppose if we're going to do a couple of tech takeaways, uh, you know, it's, it does what it says on the tin, this show, uh, but if we was going to do a couple yeah. of tech takeaways with this, I think one of the things that, if we think about those trends that we, we talked about before, you know, and some of the things actually that Jason's just talked about, you know, if we, if we look at that, so it's the importance of whatever approach you're taking to IT and business security. Think about the use of predictive analytics in this. You know, these things don't just happen. There's normal, normally signs of potential breach, whether that's external, so security, security analysts looking at things external to an organization and saying, actually, we're seeing some things here that are signs of potential breach coming and we can let our customers know of that. But also you've got the thing that says, as Jason was just saying there, he's absolutely right, What's normal on our network? When we see things that aren't normal, how do we go about doing that? So that, that's thing number one that you could look at. Then look at how do you realistically deploy that? You talked about things like detection response solutions, manage detection response if you don't have kind of resources in-house. There's loads of value in that because they're doing all of those things for you and they're doing them 24-7. So think about how do we how do we look for these things and how do we mitigate them quickly? You know, you talked yeah. about speed absolutely of the essence with this kind of stuff. You know, and then think about a couple of those other trends. Data has been extorted, so look out for, is data leaving our organization in ways it shouldn't? Um, but also that key thing about supply chain. So start to think as an organization, who do I deal with? Who do I partner with? Particularly who has access to my data? And how do I go about ensuring that, A, they're doing the jobs that they need to do? I mean, we've done a show on Cyber Essentials previously where we talked about your customers will ask you to have Cyber Essentials, even if you don't think you need to, because at least it's a sign that you are taking security seriously to some extent. So so think about that in your interactions with with your partners. So I think if you could do do those three things, it at least starts to prepare you. There's, there's no There's no big red button that just fixes all this problem for you. You know, this is not constantly evolving, constantly, you know, cyber criminals are innovative as security professionals that are trying to stop this. It's that cat and mouse game. So, you know, but at least be aware of where the trends are, where potential threat might lie, and then look at how do we start to mitigate that. I mean, they'd be the kind of things I'd, I'd want somebody to take away from this. No, that's brilliant. Thank you. Um, thanks, Jason. Thanks, Paul. And thank you for joining us for our weekly tech takeaway. You can find us in all good podcasts on our website, gardenersystems.co.uk. Until next week.